0: Movie Wars Episode 0027 We are doing the game versus the firm The lawyer and the banker walked into
1: a podcast
0: Ladies and gentlemen Last time I played Pebble I swore I'd never pick up a club again I'm Kyle Wouldn't it be funny if I went to Harvard, and you
2: went to jail, and we both ended up surrounded by podcasters. I'm Drew.
1: Shit. Now, again, with the quotes. You know, sometimes real shitty things happen when shit goes down. I'm Phil.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> you'd think by the 50th movie, you'd catch on
1: that. I, I would, but, I, you know, mm-hmm. it's I uh, got a mental block around it.
0: You would never get a job at, at the firm, at uh, Bodini. I wrote Bendini. The, Bendini. I wrote the name down on purpose, so I Bendini could refer to something in Locke. Lambert and Locke. You Lambert. would never, you know. No,
1: definitely not. Yeah. Also, that law firm sounds like it's from Harry Potter. It's just going to be real. No.
0: Bendini Lambert
1: and Locke. I it's know. like get your wizard defense here.
0: It's so weird <laughs> these these names, but we are doing the game versus the firm, and this has been on the list for a while. Something Hollywood loves to do is the po- the powerful lawyer, the powerful banker. You know the things that kids grew up wanting to be like. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a police officer. They they take those things and they like to focus on like the most dark aspects of being those things. You're never yeah. you know, and and even even Tom Cruise's character Mitch makes fun of. Idealism. He pretends like he's an idealist for a minute. It's like, oh, well, I guess we are really a couple of idealists. <laughs> like focusing on the underbelly. And one quote that really stuck out for me in the game is Sean Penn, his character uh, Connor, uh, the brother of Nick Van Orton. Con Penn. Con Penn. Con Penn. <laughs> Con-, <laughs> Con Penn. Con Penn. He said, what do you get for a man who has everything? And that quote really stuck out for me because that's, that's really what they focus on here. And there are some things to resonate with, you know, as we, we've entered an era where billionaires are, are pretty much uh, are villains in our society right now, just because of where things are, you know, Jeff Bezos flies to outer space, you know, Elon Musk tweets something. It's like billionaires, billionaires and they Hollywood <laughs> and films like, I mean, right. I mean, that's, that's kind of how our culture is. And so in these movies, they really kind of play to that. Really what you see is that thirst for, for more. You see Mitch, you know, pretend to be an idealist when really he's he's actually, one of the reasons they think he's a perfect fit for the law firm is because he he does have that thirst. He does have that, that hunger. He'll do whatever it takes to succeed. Nick Van Orten is not, you know, he's a stubborn man. He's cutthroat. So it focuses mm-hmm. on those dark elements. And, and in the game, there is this backdrop, and it's very subtle, but do you remember the scene where the television starts talking, the yes. news anchor starts talking to Nick? But before that, what was he doing? He was talking about, well, the Republicans and Democrats agree mm-hmm. that the economy is going to crash and blah, blah, blah. But then the rest of the movie is about a, bill, a millionaire playing a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's this backdrop of the world's burning down around us, but millionaires are going to play games. Like they have time to play games. And I'm not saying that's my that's point of view, but it kind of felt like that was the undertone of of the movie. It was like, okay, world's crashing, millionaire's going to play a game. We're going to play a really expensive game. The bills going to be this thick. I love that focus on the kind of the the dark lawyer, the dark banker. What did you guys think? I was constantly trying to figure out how
2: they pulled it off, and that was like my the, the, at every turn. I was like, wait, wait, how is this guy in the on the news network in on this joke? Like, I just didn't, I couldn't figure out how, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they pulled it off. And then when I saw the bill that was you know, 800 inches thick at the end I was like, oh, so this, so this is like a Hollywood budget production. Like, got it. Okay. But still, it doesn't, like, the timeline doesn't really add up. Like, they were just able to pull all that together. I don't know. I had some, just some nitpicking happening as I was watching it. That said, I loved the game. Like, my head was constantly spinning. The ending was fantastic, even though it had he stepped like two feet to the left or right, he would have died. <laughs> but but it was a lot of fun. Great classic venture. You know, it just felt, mm-hmm. felt very uh, stylized and theatrical- you know, it, it kind of like it felt like a music video a little bit, so I liked it.
1: Without giving away which one I liked more, they were both super engaging and interesting in, in different ways. I mean, the game is just non-stop. Like Drew said, your head's spinning the whole time. It's one horrific thing after another and you're constantly trying to figure out what's happening and why and what's part of the game and if this is like, you know, the game is some reflection of what this guy's sown in life being a billionaire actually coming after him or something, you know, or is it a scam or is it, you know, so you're, you're the whole time both trying to figure out how they pulled off what they pulled off like the suspension of disbelief thing um, trying to figure out if you need that at all also just trying to wrap your head around what is actually going on in the plot so um, yeah man the game is just breakneck not trying to draw comparisons between these two movies at all because there's nothing similar about them but it kind of gave me the same uh, breakneck feeling as <laughs> like jingle all the way when I was thinking I'm sitting down to watch a Christmas movie and instead I was sitting down to watch a breakneck Arnold the beating the shit out of people movie yeah it was kind of the same like well you know, I feel like
2: once it gets going, I think the first half hour is
1: like yeah, laying the groundwork, I really setting yeah. up you
2: know with the dinner, like, mm-hmm. the CRS interviews. It's like okay, like once you've seen it, it's like good lord, it takes a while to get to the game. Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I'll just riff on the firm for a second. It was one of those movies. I think as I was watching it, I couldn't remember if I'd seen it or not because I recognized a lot of scenes, and it could have been just one of those movies I caught on television or something. But that movie, I didn't know what to make of it. I wasn't really sure what point they were trying to make with that film. Mm-hmm. Like okay, yeah, you lawyers in the law. And t- lawyers are evil it. and some firms represent crime rings. I was like, this is all very believable. And, and then he figures out a way to, to indict the firm and without indicting himself, which was super creative. But like I walked away from it being like, that's a really anticlimactic movie. I'll tell you this. Watching the movie feels like reading
0: the book. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. The tone is the tell. same. It's like watching a John Grisham book. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a weird thing to say because it is. That's what you're doing. But it feels so much like the book and having Sidney Pollack giving the direction with the piano and the music, the jazz, it almost felt like the same exact experience, you know, kind of even, dry, you know, uh, that's kind of how I felt. The, the uh, it did looked.
2: feel like a book and I think that that was part of the, so I understand why because the book was such a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, that, previous summer you know that was kind of like a pretty hot book and so you had to live up to the hype of that novel but I think at, at the same time they were cramming a lot into the storytelling you know like the, the piece about it the brother out. in jail Orp and yeah. the lawyer you know and that kind of bimbo assistant like in <clears> Arkansas it's like they were just like throwing all kinds of things in and I was like what is they're just covering a lot here uh, and it got a little slow for me.
0: And for all those youngins who listen that, um, that only Snapchat pictures of their feet to their girlfriend with a foot fetish. That's what we did. (laughs) We used to read books before Snapchat foot fetish thing. So books were a thing we did.
2: Yeah, we were reading The Firm when
1: we were four. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. (laughs) Well, we, had foot, we had foot fetishes, I mean, but we kept them to ourselves. That's right. We just read and suppressed those feelings. I was going to make one more comment about The comment. Firm that it was just like really on my mind while I was watching it because I've never read the book and I, you know, maybe have seen the movie before. Not sure. But um, one interesting thing about The Firm was I, hot take, I feel like it was better left as a book because mm. I feel like the gravity of what they were trying to say in the movie, did, I just didn't feel like it came across. Like I enjoyed the movie. I'd watch it again. It was fun. Um,
0: it never really punches you in the stomach. It never punches you're waiting gut, like, to
1: be punched in the stomach like punch me yeah but it never like, happens it, it turns out it's a rico case and okay mm-hmm. and he just finds a loophole via mail fraud and i was like oh that's i mean that just sounds like what a good lawyer would do like this is just sounds very practical
0: one thing i do right. <laughs>
1: like i'm with I, you on this i do like if
0: you didn't read the book and you go in just straight like there is a moment where you're like is this a cult like because you don't you take so long to well, find out what the bad <laughs> no, that's activity eyes is wide
1: shut. <laughs> there right. is that
0: element where it's like okay what is wrong with this law firm like you like you're wondering and honestly in your gut you're like maybe this is a satanic cult and they're sacrificing goats yeah no they're just you know they're just yeah anyway just a mob law firm
1: yeah
2: i I, I was kind of pulling for the cult to be honest Yeah, me too
0: You know, the whole, like,
2: the, the firm, uh, what is that, S- f- Smiles? Or what is that? They were talking about how they want you to have kids and they want you to yes. you know, promote stability. and That's what you know, The firm selfish. encourages, you know, kids. But even so. then,
1: even when he gets approached by the FBI and they're trying to convince him to flip on his firm, all the stuff they were accusing them of, like, to me, it just sounded like they were doing their jobs. Like, oh, they're trying to help investors keep money out of the hmm. tax system. I mean, that's just, like, commonplace for dealing with wealthy clients. So I was, like, sitting there, like like I'm not really catching the big it enemy It felt thing like there and, was another
2: shoe that never dropped
1: a little yes. bit. Like
2: why was the guy after those people died the guy was just sitting out getting like whipped in the leg with the sprinkler. Why? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> what yeah, was like, that about? Like they never completely got to the possibly the behind the closed doors culture of the firm that would like lead to that level of just like despair when someone passes or like they never really dove into a lot. Maybe of it. it
2: was because he that guy knew he was trapped too but couldn't do anything about it. Like he knew why those people died and he's yeah. like i'm trapped here forever i don't know but it just Mm. it felt like it wasn't clear
1: yeah that's why I was saying, like, I feel like it, it could have been better left as as a book because I feel like just a lot was left unsaid, and they were trying to cover a mm-hmm. boatload of ground in two and a half hours. And um, it's like while I thoroughly enjoyed it, I loved it.
2: It was really just a, a drama. Yeah, yeah, it was just and it, it, a
1: long it, television show. I
2: like. think you wanted it to be a thriller with a little yes, bit of action. Yes,
1: thank you. With That's a little it. bit of and action it just
2: it never thrilled. It just was. It was just a drama. It got show.
1: close. It drama. It got close, but it always.
2: That's the thing. It set itself up to thrill, mm-hmm. and then it just. Because
1: like right when he starts going when he's in the Caymans and he's talking to the dude that owns the, the transport company and everything, you think it's gonna start getting into this murder mystery thing. Yes, and then he stumbles into
2: the closet with his red stripe and finds all those files. Yeah. You're like, oh shit's about to go. But it down. never
1: does. It never like quite goes
2: there. And then he randomly has an affair on the beach after turning down another beautiful woman like 10 minutes Which before. his yeah. character. Is happening? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's Grisham a lot Grisham doesn't know what he's
1: doing. I think Grisham <laughs> does, but <laughs> <I'm> whoever directed <laughs> I'm that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. This is this movie is no, a great
2: out of the book, right? I mean, he, he wrote the story.
1: I think that subtext that you get in a book of like, you can spend five six pages describing a scene mm. that like you have 10 seconds to tell in a movie I think that's kind of the context you lose um, with a very detailed novel like mm-hmm. that when you translate it to the screen
0: the screen Let's Rando <gasps> yeah. Rando Hoosin this is interesting so Jodie Foster was supposed to be uh, in the game was going to be Michael Douglas's daughter um, they had this new angle before they changed it to where Connor uh, God Conrad is the brother before it was going to be a daughter who was going to be kind of this other family member that was going to live out this existence but the thing was is that they had made several changes originally van orton was going to be like in his 20s and then they moved him up to like his late 30s and then it was like well if we do michael douglas when they eventually wanted michael douglas they're like well michael douglas was 51 at the time jodie foster's 33 they had all these age dy- dynamics so they actually had signed her to be in the movie broke it off with her went the sean penn direction she sued them for 14.5 million dollars was Sean Penn much older? I, I didn't. F-
1: he looked super young in that movie.
0: He did look super young. Yeah. yeah,
1: I thought it was like little brother. I mean, this guy looks like he's a solid twenty years younger than Michael Douglas. But
0: Douglas has looked fifty-one since he was twenty-one. Yeah, he's that's one true. of those that's guys. True. He has yeah. looked fifty <laughs> he's been for like thirty years. You're so right. <laughs> he was born. He was born like all right. Let's get the show on the road. <laughs> Two thoughts.
2: One, Sean Penn was
1: amazing in this fucking movie. amazing. Mm-hmm. Loved him.
2: Dude had three scenes. Doesn't it feel like he was in like mm-hmm. way more than three scenes? He yeah. just I feel like he, he
1: bookends it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he had the dinner
2: where he just kind of like he's just having fun with I it. I bought like, ma- yeah. meth off the Matre D, and then he, you know, he, he comes in for the the car scene where he really dials it up. You know, he really sells it.
0: When he's screaming on the stairs. Yes. That was my favorite scene in the movie. That was the best performance. And the
2: keys, like who put these in there and like all that stuff. And then obviously at the end of the birthday party, like mm-hmm. you're being such an asshole. Somebody had to do something. Like yes. it was just, oh, he is. What a great performance. I just wanted to say, I think Michael Douglas in this movie is the same exact character as Wall Street. Like I feel like they're the mm-hmm. same guy. Oh, Are they not the same yeah. exact
0: dude? Mm-hmm. That's he, interesting. One lives in San Francisco, but other than that, they're the same guy. He has a tone and it kind of feels like Douglas. Rich asshole. Yes. <laughs> He does. And Douglas is one of those, you know, he's one of those mega stars, especially 90s. Like, Douglas was hot. You know, he was that guy. But you you hired him. He's similar to Tom Cruise, which is why it's an interesting leading man battle. You hire these guys. To do their thing, right? Yeah. You're not asking him for, for dynamics. You're not asking him to speak Spanish. You're like, do the Michael Douglas thing. Just do it. Bring the hairspray. Bring it. Oh, yeah. Oh, he he does. just has great swab. He has great millionaire hair. If I'm ever a millionaire, Million like hair. I <laughs> want his guy.
2: Oh, sorry. I was just thinking of that's a great name. Millionaire. 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 Hair Bye. Staviche.
0: Ceviche? <laughs> anyway, Fincher and Foster did bury the hatchet because later, five years later, they made Panic Room together, David Fincher and Jody Foster. Jeff Bridges turned down the role of Conrad, so they wanted Jeff Bridges. That would have been really interesting. It would have been more.
1: Believable as a brother, another always old guy. Brother, yeah.
0: John Hamm, Is Jeff Bridges, Bridges younger Douglas? than Michael Douglas. It I doesn't don't.
1: matter. He looks, he looks older. Yeah.
0: He's he was, looked sixty for thirty years.
1: Yeah, he he's, he's, was in the Big Lebowski about that time, and he looked pretty pretty old in that movie. This is
0: one of the coolest things that I found. Um, so when there when there's a paramedic shining the lights in the Nicholas's eyes after the climactic fall, you know, when they shine the lights in his eyes, the person shining the light, the extra, that was Spike Jones, the director who directed Being John Malkovich and Her. No way. With Scarlett Johansson and Joaquin Phoenix. Um, Interesting. So he's a great director. I love his yeah, films. Yeah, Spike Jones is great. And this is, I think, this is kind of before he was super well known and he was friends with Fincher and so he's the guy you don't even is, see his face I don't think isn't
1: he the one that spells his last name like J-O-N-Z yeah and and not that a dream Yeah, Spike Johns can you imagine Phil with a Z you know yeah. it's like Young. Phil's Phil Kyle's and the, the Z is silent <laughs> isn't
0: that the, the Phil dream? comes after the,
1: the Z comes after the P-H P-H-Z-I-L you don't even pronounce you it you want to have million hair fit. you want to date Reef Wizard
0: Spoon yeah <laughs> And, and you, you want, want to silence in your, name, your game, yeah. Even though it doesn't belong. Those are the three dreams. Those are the uh that's the quan. The game was actually gonna be directed in ninety five, which is the year he directed seven, but the reason that seven ended up coming first was two reasons. Brad Pitt's schedule opened up, so that allowed him to do seven, and so he decided to push the game, and they were not settled on the age thing. So earlier I talked about uh, you know, how old want Van Orton to be. Originally Van Orton was gonna be in his twenties and in his thirties, and then he was middle aged, and then he was contemplating his own mortality, which never none of that stuff ever happened. So so that plus he contemplates Pitt,
1: it at the end when he tries to kill himself. Yes. And
0: then Spike Jones second. shines a light into his eyes and says, Will you be in her?
2: So this okay. is not a this is not a novel.
0: It was a screenplay that went through several renditions and mostly around Douglas's age, the Jodie Foster thing, let's have a daughter instead of a brother. Is it weird that
2: Michael Douglas tried to kill himself and then like it was all a joke yeah then yeah. he's fine Have a drink and then he's just like fine and it feels like mm-hmm. that might be tough to rally from
1: yeah i actually think <laughs> the, the pure shock of of the the emotional freaking whiplash of that entire situation you're just like oh i guess it is my birthday after all it's like, like- oh i didn't
2: i was at the furthest you know length of doom and gloom and despair mm-hmm. that i could have ever <laughs> gone to but then i landed on trampoline and now i'm ha- happy with my cabernet And that
1: exactly
0: that actually affirmed for me that that was a theme in the movie was millionaires playing games in a world of depravity. It's like you can just literally just kill yourself playing a game and come up. Oh yeah, let's have a drink. It's almost like that was just a game. We're good now. We're millionaires. You know that was kind to me. I think that was telegraphing that idea because think about it. Everyone was like, "Happy birthday!" It's like give the guy a minute. He just tried to kill himself, but we're like, "Happy birthday!" Did you guys like the piece about the the seeing his father killed? I like some of those throwbacks. That was, I love the it way that a, footage. interesting content And the guy kind of yeah. looked like Michael Douglas. He did. I was just <laughs> wanted
2: it felt a little like,
1: okay,
0: out of place, little, dark. Maybe just a little forced. Like, a little forced.
1: A tad, yeah.
2: Like, maybe just like, we need a reason to, like, why is he such an asshole? We need to tell the audience why. Oh, maybe he saw his dad fall off and commit suicide, so then when he does it, it's like a nice little mm-hmm. bow.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. I think what that really had to give cadence to is if they weren't going to have a daughter figure played by Jodie Foster, I think what they needed was, okay, well, I took care of my younger brother, after my dad died. And so they have this really weird mm. relationship where Conrad is a drug addict. And it's almost like Douglas is, you know, was the imperfect parent to an imperfect little brother because he was forced to be that. And so I think they had to nurture that whole concept of, you know, he did the best he could, but Conrad turned out the way he did, you know, because of situations like his dad healing himself. His
2: best loser
0: brother a category. <laughs> oh, we got a couple loser brothers.
1: This movie's yet another example of Hollywood's casual reference to meth usage. Then you you get these people who look perfectly fine. who are like, yeah, I bought meth off this guy once, and then it's like, what? do You just use it a couple times, then you kick it. It's like one of the most addictive substances on the planet. Yeah. Hollywood, with the exception of Breaking Bad, which I think showed that depravity really well, mm-hmm. generally refers to meth as if it's like this recreational drug that you just use and then you know don't use anymore When in all reality, it more often than not ruins your life. So anyway, just I thought that well, was that
0: a joke though, or was he being serious? Oh, he's serious because he, was, an he addict. was being serious. Oh. He was an addict. Yeah, you don't just dip into meth.
1: I no, mean, yeah. Right. It's on that, it's like, all right. Yeah, meth isn't like a. I mean, I I know I've had my own bouts with it, but
0: yeah, I've no, got anyway. it down to every other Friday. That's it a good only,
1: schedule. Yeah, it only rots <laughs> your gonna, teeth, saves you money, especially
0: with the economy the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, the meth, economy we're talking the about
1: inflation, dude, a teenth is like through the fucking roof. Meth know. was my
0: favorite subject in school.
1: <laughs> he was a he was a mathematician just of the of the highest order. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> I know my highest. dealer is still social distancing, so Reading, he won't
0: like come to my he won't come to my door, so he leaves shit on my door and rings it, and he sends me a text. Remember don't don't get the meth until I leave. I want six feet. (laughs) You know,
2: I think Uber Eats has
0: meth now. <laughs> I want the blue shit. <laughs> oh my gosh! We're from our. Ar- I'm from Arkansas, so I
1: mean, this that's yeah, like the they, meth capital. They hand out
0: everybody like a like a folder, like when you're born. Like, all right, here's your Arkansas. You know, this is gonna be your life. You're gonna have meth. You know,
1: meth trailers, unpaved roads, and whatever the fuck else happens. It's funny. Arkansas.
0: You're gonna smoke meth, but you won't be able to do math.
1: You'll be able to talk to trees, but you're not gonna be able to add.
0: Yes, that's right. You won't wear <laughs> shoes. All right. The Firm. And there is, so I just want to tell everybody, I've never had more trouble researching a movie than The Firm. There was no special features, no commentary, nothing on the internet. Like I, I found two interesting things. One of those being Holly Hunter was on the screen for a total of five minutes and 59 seconds. It's one of the shortest performances ever nominated for an Oscar. She's in 20 scenes for an average of 18 seconds per scene. And then you guys might even recall who this is, but Jason Patrick originally was going to play Mitch. Uh,
2: yeah. We know who Jason Patrick is. T2. Is that Jason Patrick? Robert Patrick.
0: Five! Jason Patrick is Lost Boys with Kiefer Sutherland. All right. Future Phil. Nope. You know what? Leave that in there. That I want the funny. world to know what You're a for- dumbass Yeah, I am. we know who that is. Wasn't he this guy? No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go back to Arkansas. How many Patricks are there in the world? Mm, with the last name Patrick? With the last name Patrick.
1: Mm, that's Jason Patrick Harris, right? Ro- <laughs> <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. I Robert believe- Pattinson Duvall? Yeah. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, Robert Patrickson.
0: I love three names. It's like when you have a really common yeah. name. It's like I got Robert yeah. Clooney Jr. You're either
1: a millionaire or a serial killer <laughs> or a songwriter. Yeah, I went and saw yeah, Gregory Alan Isakoff and and Phil was like texting me, he's like, I had a feeling you'd have three names. <laughs> I knew it right when you were like, oh, I'm seeing my favorite songwriter tonight. I was like, Matthew Perryman Jones for Gregory
0: Alan Isakov. Yeah, and then share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're up your own ass, you have one or three names. <laughs> Shall we war
1: less? Let's battle of the wits Get whips. the iPad get,
0: get that iPad And seriously 4K DVD people Give me Get me some Firm <laughs> special <laughs> 4K. features
1: Did you buy it on 4K? No Oh okay No they did don't you? have it oh. I just
0: wanted a commentary An interview The something. Firm is on 4K Oh is it? Oh I, I got it on Apple I was gonna say I, I, was bu- I did sure buy 4K but It's in 4K I watched It's not it on 4K. Blu-ray And there's no
2: commentary Weird. It looks great
1: <laughs> Get that top you can't man
2: Alright For the Firm this feels like we'll do the top three for each. Tom Cruise. Gene, not single, double, but triple horn. <laughs> Gene Hackman. For the game, Michael Douglas. Debra Kara Unger, also known as DKU.
0: And Sean Penn. Still, I did tons of research <laughs> on DKU. still have no idea how she got this job. And after this, she really doesn't have a lot of credentials. I still have no... Well, she's that asshole with the three names. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. Gregory Allen Isakoff. Yeah. DKU. Deborah
2: Kerr Unger. Sounds like she should be playing some sort of jazz show at the Mercy Lounge later.
1: Phil, best Top Bill cast. Oh, my. Um. Just for pure star power, I feel like I have to go the firm uh, because the, it just had a lot more heavy hitters in that top bill. Like with uh, Gene Hackman is a legend, dude. The man is still alive, by the way. He's ninety two years old. He's awesome. I looked that firm. up today. Like, and he looks great for ninety two. Hmm. Like he just he looks old, obviously. He's you looked
2: eighty for thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> he's,
1: got, he's another one. He's looked eighty forever. He's but, got great jeans, Hackman. Yeah, he. No one, no one has hacked those man jeans. But anyway, um, yeah, Tom Cruise, uh, you know obviously another legend. And uh, Jean, Jeannie, I don't know how you say her name, Jean. Jean. Is it Jean? Mm-hmm. She's been, um, she's one of those people that I feel like there's always that actor where you recognize them, but you don't know who they are. Um, and she's one of those. It's like you see her and stuff and you're like, oh, that girl, that yeah. girl. She's been in a lot of things that she was fantastic in for anybody who's seen Big Love on HBO, but she was amazing in that show. Uh, she's great in that movie. She's so the Basic Instinct and Waterworld. Ooh, Waterworld is a rough one. But yeah, I, I'll go The Firm just for the pure star power, but uh, Michael Douglas in the game almost is a, is a one man show enough to carry that mm-hmm. cast. But I think the uh, the numbers take it for the firm.
0: Love it, Drewskis. Uh,
2: this is tough. I th- I thought they were both pretty strong. Um, there's no no weak links. I, I, DKU is a little. Eh. She was kind of like I don't know. An actor playing an actor is always tough. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to ask <laughs> yeah um, The Matrix but I think to me I, I just I love Sean Penn's performance so if he's included I think he puts it over the edge to me just those th- what he was able to accomplish in three scenes is just so impressive and without him it's a way worse movie
0: mm-hmm. uh, especially if
2: it's Jeff Bridges or yeah he was a really special piece of that film I liked Hackman he was fun but he, he was just Hackman it didn't feel like there was anything yep. he was just hacking it
0: hacking. He, I mean he ain't no G- hack Man, but you know, he was playing hack and sack on the hacky sack on the side. Okay, that suck. <laughs> <Future> f- <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, so I will go
0: the game. Love that. And I did forget, I didn't write this rando down because I forgot, but this is actually really interesting. There was a contract dispute on the firm. Both Tom Cruise and Gene Hackman had in their contracts that their name had to be on the promotional materials above the title. That's Hmm. a big deal in the contract. So both Hackman and Cruise in their contract said, my name has to be above the title in all the promotional materials. So it became this big thing. But Tom Cruise's contract was worth six times more than Hackman's. So they were like, no, we're not giving to Hackman. So Hackman said, okay, you know what? Screw you guys. Take all my, take my name out of all the promotional material. So Hackman, his response was, don't even put my name on anything. That's Mm. interesting. I don't know if that was The temper tantrums those guys throw. I know. Mean Gene is what they call them. Wait,
2: wait. he went from, I want my name bigger than Cruz to take me off altogether. Yep. Like a little toddler who Mm -hmm. someone took
1: his toy.
0: Yeah. And apparently it never became an issue between them. Like it was never a personal issue between the two of them. Like they never. No, of course not. Argued about it on set, but with the agents and the contracts. Well, it's
1: not their, yeah, it's not their decision.
0: That'd be funny though if that was like a thing and it was like you know my name should be above the title you prick
1: yeah and then tom cruise just smiles and is like i'm hotter than you and walks away and he runs
0: you yeah. Know, and Hackman can't catch him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yet another movie with lots of Tom Cruise running. Like a significant amount. I love it when he runs. Yeah. I, there's
0: a, a scene on YouTube. That, have we talked about this? Yeah. yeah. it was in, did in McGuire.
1: Man, Jerry McGuire, the, the compilation of running. He should be
0: in the Olympics. Like even if he can't be that, he's not actually in reality that fast. Like he should be running for this country. Is
2: it in his contract?
0: That he runs? Yeah. <laughs> like he yeah. can't do it there's movie. no
2: I way I need my name no <laughs> running scene you fucking write me a running scene I need my name above the title and I need to run like the world's
1: on fire <laughs> yeah ASAP here's a question do I get to run <laughs> ever you know what I see in this script
0: see a lot of walking Sydney Pollock. I don't see any running get it together <laughs> that being said I, that was a great rando I forgot but I loved Penn here's the thing Douglas I, I think he's a dynamo man when he's on screen I love how electric he is yeah. I, I can't take my eyes off of him yeah. I know he doesn't offer a ton of, of dynamics, but he's a true movie star. Um I I just love his grizzled voice. I love his mannerisms. Everything he's in like and like you said, top he, 5 voices Mary of Catherine all time, Zeta oh.
1: Jones. Just talk, talk
0: more.
2: I want to hear just it. Just narrate audible books. That's all I need from you at this Auto point. Audible books.
0: Mm. So, I mean, I, listen, I loved, I, I loved it, Hackman, and I loved The Firm, but Penn, best actor out of the lot in these two movies. I think Douglas is fantastic, but in the few scenes Penn is in, he steals the show, and I loved it. And it's enough to push the game over the edge. Boom. Yep, yep. It's got a, uh, the game has a firm lead over The Firm, one to zero. Get that! T- Bill best supporting cast <laughs> Get <down> the bad out. <laughs> Alright, for the game, we got
2: James Rebhorn, which he's always like, oh, that guy. I love yep, that guy. Another one. He's in everything. Uh Peter Donat. Peter Donate. Donut.
1: <laughs> Give me a Peter Donat. I don't know any Hell of yeah. these people forgive me.
2: Carol Baker, Anna Katerina. <gasps> Charles Martinet is in this movie. Just the guy the who voices Mario. He's Nicholas's what? father. <gasps> the guy that you said looks like Michael Douglas is the guy that voices Mario.
0: You're kidding? No me. way! I just
2: unearthed that little gem. And I didn't know world. Mario
0: needed a voice.
1: Yeah. I thought he was it's a,
0: a, a It's A Mario. That guy. Yeah. The he's dude that fell cue. off the cliff or off the building. <laughs> That's so random. We did
1: that in the exact same pitch, by the way. Like you did. Oh, you I said sing. it at the same time as you. you. Sing. It just blended. I've thought about it. No, <laughs> he,
2: we. He, he's saying we did it at the same time. I didn't even know you did it. That's how spot on yes, you were. Yes, we
1: were both. But you exact- guys did that. It's You've done me. that so many
0: times. You did that at Jurassic Park and Jaws. I mean.
2: My daughter calls Mario a me, by the way.
0: A me! A me!
2: A me! She'll point at Mario and go a me! Can we just for a second <laughs> though, a how does idea. that go over a
0: cocktail party? It's like, hey, what, what, you know, what are you working on? It's, well, I just played a, I was in a movie where I committed suicide, jumped off a building. A couple weeks ago, I was voicing an Italian plumber in, <laughs> in a sewer. I don't even know anything about this uh, game. The career
2: I have. A very diverse career.
0: Uh, the first
2: this is not even close, guys. It's a layup. Hal Holbrook, Terry Kinney, Wilford Brimley, Ed Harris, Holly Hunter, Gary Busey. Gary Busey! We'll stop yeah. there.
0: I uh, love you, Gary Busey! We know this about me, he right? Is,
1: man, he is the most Gary Busey ever, <sighs> as always. In, he abuses this, this role. Yeah, he abuses the abuses
2: Guaranteed it. it. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, Gary... <laughs> <laughs> It took me
2: a minute, Gary, <laughs> Tita. uh So I'll start. I think definitely the game, the firm mm-hmm. because Gary Busey just that he played that like you know pistol whipping weird Arkansas lawyer, just he, hilarious. It was statutory, you know, it was statutory. Yeah, I right? I told you it was statutory. Right,
1: look, twenty five. like he
2: was like weirdly proud of that almost. Yeah, I know,
1: yeah, which is the most Gary Busey shit ever. So. Uh,
2: you know, Wilford Brimley with the whole you know intimate acts, you know, oral and
0: whatnot, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen, if you're not, if you're not assigned. <laughs> so famous we're checking out Brimley as the postmaster in an episode of Seinfeld I anyway.
2: loved when Ed Harris came into the diner and ordered two steak sandwiches and just like was like popping the saltines like they were aspirin and just like doing Ed Harris like all yeah. over the place I, I really I had that.
0: in my notes fucking Ed Harris I wrote that down he was great I was I've never seen him this energetic
2: yeah, so like yours. just like cocky and like condescending and mm-hmm. like I don't know
1: he's was... super underrated I feel like as an actor uh, as a whole whenever he's in anything I really enjoy watching him I mean he was wasn't he he was Apollo 13, yeah, he right? Was. He was mm-hmm. outstanding in that. Yeah, he was. He, just, like,
0: he was in a history of violence know, with Vigo Mortensen. Have you seen that? No.
1: Dude. That, Vigo was, Mortensen. Remember when that guy was huge for like five minutes? Sahara. history of violence is
0: fantastic. You would dig it. And and Ed Harris plays like a mob guy with an eye and he's like the bad guy. It's Yeah, Ed you, Harris is a pimp. You got to see what it. What do you think, Kyle? Well, it's easy. It's the firm because Gary Busey. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> if, and if you didn't listen to our last episode, Point Break with Gary Busey, he had a motorcycle accident, went to heaven, came back, and he came back with information. Those with are his information. words. information. So, for that, he always wins, no matter what. He could be in a commercial about cleaning out your colon, and it would still be Busey, because he yeah. came back with information. But, here's two things. I love Ed Harris in this. I'm not actually, like, a big Ed Harris fan. I don't know anybody that's just like, you know what, my favorite act is Ed Harris, you know? But, he's that guy. He's awesome in almost everything he's in. But, strange little connection. I love Holly Hunter, because she was in the first Coen Brother movie I ever watched and loved, it was Nicolas Cage, Holly Hunter, Raising Arizona, from the early yeah. 90s. It's, Fantastic film. She's hilarious in it. I is love- she the re- the redhead, the assistant? Yes. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, she's awesome in Raising Arizona. If you haven't seen it, so yeah. I love seeing her because it took me back to my original Coen Brothers love. So this is the firm. Easy. Gary Busey, straight up abusing it. We have. We have not let Phil talk yet.
1: Oh, Phil. It's all, it's all good. I, I was going to say the firm also. Gary Busey can't go against him. Um, love me some Ed Harris. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say he's my favorite actor, but always when he's on the screen, I'm always like, dude, I can love Ed Harris. Um, yep. It's always good a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were brothers in the bald, so that always helped. <laughs> I, that, that was a hell of a supporting cast, and they really delivered.
0: And we didn't mention Hal Holbrook, but he's another guy. I, the first time I ever saw Hal was in Into the Wild, who, which what, was directed what? by Sean Penn. Oh. Um, Eddie Vetter did the soundtrack. Oh, Great movie. Into the
1: Wild. Is he, it, I always get that confi- those movies confused. Is that the movie about the kid who... He's rich, could go to Harvard. And walks off into the woods and dies in a bus? Because he eats poison. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yeah.
2: Not to be confused with Into the Unknown, which is the hit song yeah, from it, Frozen 2. Yeah. Yes. Or Where the
1: Wild things are into the wild, which is about which mats. is a children's book about is, a kid yeah. who takes mushrooms and hallucinates about being on an island with <laughs> which a which bunch is not of to be confused monsters. with
0: wild thornberries, which is a children's series on Nickelodeon
1: <laughs> from the nineties.
0: You were saying, Kyle? They came back with information. Gary Busey, this is not a game to the firm. It had to come back there. It did. It is
1: <laughs> your
2: little
0: commentary with the wordplay is fantastic. <laughs> this is
1: set up for terrible puns. This whole thing.
0: I know that's that's our show. I love it. And it's... that's
1: our show. See you guys later. Next week. <laughs>
0: uh, later. <laughs> One-to-one, this is our first bro category. Would you rather Van Orton be your banker? Or Mitch, be your lawyer. Oh, I Van I, Orten, I'd rather
2: have, him be my banker, for sure. Because then I'm not associated with a psycho organization like like Bendini Lambert, and Locke. Because if he's just my banker, then CRS is not my problem. But if the lawyer
1: is my lawyer, then they're kind of my problem. Same, same, uh, same reasons. That's all I got for you. Although
2: they're probably pretty good at being attorneys. Yeah, oh, they gotta yeah. be.
1: The, what, what did they say? The FBI always brings this shit against us, and we always, we beat them every time. Mm. Yeah. And they have 30% of
0: their, of their clients are real. They say that. we have said like what is it 30 percent of our clients are just normal clients they're not mob i mean Mm -hmm. i wouldn't mind like kind of being in proximity to the mob i mean that's kind of cool if you take
1: away the fact (laughs) that they had a high death to associate ratio at that firm the firm is just kind of doing their job you know that's Mm -hmm. why i don't know if you can't
0: hack it here gene hack it men then (laughs) then get out if you can't cruise along yeah
2: (laughs) not every time dick and harry (laughs) (laughs)
1: Not every Tom Dick and And Gary Busey can... Not every Tom Dick and Harris. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Not a good job. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's <laughs> wow. <shamed> <laughs> I, go the, I go the game here I go Van Orton Because I mean A Like if I saw my lawyer Running The way Mitch runs as Tom Cruise Or Tom Cruise as Mitch I'm just like Did you have to like Do the angled arm thing So hard Like like Are you like a set Of razor blades running Like I don't need that From He's you He's trying out For the track team it's In every film runs. Every film So I like I ha- had this fantasy Even if it's once a year Michael Douglas Being my banker Calling me with that voice Be like I made you millions This year I'll be like Yeah take it all. I don't care. You called me. Fair enough. The game. (laughs) Fair enough. Van Orden just made a deposit into the firm. Would you rather be stuck in CRS's game? Or would you rather work for the law firm for Bendini, Lambert, and Locke, Drew, go. Would you like it to be called Bendini, Lambert, and Locke, and Drew? No. Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Oh. There you go. Failing quarterback in the NFL. I think I like the game better because
2: at least you know what's happening.
0: That's the thing. And I was going to say this earlier in a commentary, like when we were just talking about the movies. That's why the movie's so good because from the beginning, you know it's a game. So you expect to have your head messed with. So you're constantly second guessing yourself.
2: That's the mindfuck of these two movies because one starts out, you you think it's fake, but it ends up being real but then it's fake again and the other movie is you think it's real but it's fake and then you have to end up getting out of it somehow i don't know this is tough
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i think the tough thing about the game is that it's insanely expensive Obviously, because it's like you have achieved everything in life. There is nothing that anyone can give to you because you're a multi-hundreds millionaire. So now we're gonna pretend to ruin your life and pretend to make you commit a bunch of felonies. Graffiti and, uh, graffiti your suicide
0: dad's house that you
1: inherited. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, and now you gotta pay for it. Okay, that's a that's such a weird you like, dude, split it. Well, he when, wasn't
2: going to, but then it was such an elaborate budget that he asked if he'd split it, and he said, "Yeah, oh,
1: hell yes. Suspending disbelief. They did such a good job job of, of just creating zero line between reality and the game that it's like, I could see how that could drive a person to some madness. Whereas the firm, it's like, you know, i I've, it's an honest mistake to make you get tied up with that firm. And then all of a sudden you're, they'll have the job of every, any law firm is you're defending criminals and, and people that do terrible things. So it's like, that's why once again, it doesn't, it wasn't that weird to me that people, that the firm was what it was. So maybe I'd go with the firm on this one. I
2: think for, for Phil's next birthday, you and I need to go together and, and buy the game for him. The,
1: yeah.
0: Yes,
2: we just should gift him. The It'll game. be
1: very
0: miniature. It's gonna be no! like a oh just see what happens. You know what the the game means go-karts. We're gonna You're go becoming to. such an asshole. Somebody has to do something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we need to tone this man down. No, yeah. all we can afford he makes is go-karts. Hundreds
1: of dollars, and he needs to be put in his <laughs> fucking place. That's right. Um, you know, I want to
0: piggyback on something you said when you said lawyers, you know, they defend criminals. Most of the lawyers I know, all they do is read. Like I have some friends that are lawyers, acquaintances. <laughs> they tell me, like, I don't want to read anymore. Like, all they do is read. So I actually think for lawyers, the firm would be a step up. It's like, yeah, it's mom. But you get to go to the Cayman, see some action, yeah. you know, talk some shit. You just know? don't try to leave. So I do think for my lawyer friends, I actually will go the firm here. I um, would probably have a heart attack in the game. Like the first shenanigan, I would probably just pass out and die. Just like being stuck on an island of castaway. I, I don't think I could <clears throat> handle
2: it. This, I, you'd <laughs> be in the house that gets shot up and you'd pick you'd find the fake books and you'd just pass out and die.
1: Yeah, I would. It would be over. <laughs> Oh, this f- will be the, no the surprise cl- to anybody But when I was watching the game Everything in it I was like Oh, I could deal with that I could deal with that But right when he walked in And his house was trashed I was like "I'm Nope, I'm out Like, don't yeah. trash my fucking house That was That was where the line was drawn for me It's like you talking about the hotel? No, his house When it was graffitied everywhere oh, And it was like Oh, the firm <laughs> The hotel crazy too that No, was, no Those no, are both the game the, the, the Both game. those when happened When he walks into his his home And it was like blue light And there was like mm. uh, Jefferson an Airplane Paint everywhere Yes That was when it That was the line for me It was like like Like, sure, shoot up the house. Sure, like, you know, let's run from the cops, whatever. But, like... They Which, ruined his house, and I was like, nah. That's
2: another thing. Like, are the cops in on this? They just give yeah. this a free pass. The house that gets shot up, they're like, it's fine. They're it's all good. a game. Ah. They sink a car in the freaking river, and the cops are like, we're not going to
1: investigate this. Dude, the this guy is all, is. It's,
2: oh, it's that game again. Yeah, like, and they always the knew
1: what he would do because it's like, oh, he knew he would call this exact taxi with this exact driver who is then going to, like, have the skills to bail from the taxi and let it, you know, fall into the bay or whatever.
0: You know what was funny, too, when they used the Jeff.
1: Jefferson Airplane
0: song, the Go Ask Alice, the White Rabbit song that mm-hmm. they use in, like, The Matrix, and they always, that's, like, the go-to song for, like, we're going down the rabbit hole, let's use the song about the rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. It's like, in your head. Uh, you have i have tonight, bro. I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing it. I know. I didn't even know I you had You've been You've been taking lessons? No, just singing my car. I just sang Everclear on there the way go. here. Um, yeah, so just I- drinking I, Everclear on the mm. way here. Yeah, woo! I went to the firm in honor of my lawyer friends who would love to be a part of a mob if it meant they didn't have to read anymore. I have a friend that if they hears that, he'll know I'm talking to him. The firm has firmed up a tie here. It's two to two. Leading man battle. I love this one. I love this one. I feel like Douglas and Cruz are so close. I'll kick us off. These are really close guys because they're both, remember how I talked about Jerry Maguire that he's like the Tom Cruise bomb. Like if you hire Tom Cruise, Tom you, Cruise. you need the you need to be willing to just, <laughs> you're not going to get any flexibility. You're just going to get the whole Tom Cruise. He's going to run. He's gonna scream. He's gonna be charismatic. Douglas is the same way. He's not charismatic and stuff, but he's very electric. Well, I guess you could say he's charismatic in a different way. Visually, his facial expressions, his Got presence. That old
1: man charisma.
0: Yes, and he's so present. Like he just when he's on, if he's on the screen with multiple people, I can't take my eyes off Douglas. I, I love Douglas here. I think he just blows it up. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I thought Cruz was actually kind of tampered here, which I thought would be nice, but tempered? I actually kind of missed the full Tom Cruise. Here. <laughs> he was, a tamponed yeah, he was a little tampon in this. was a little tampon. Phil, leading man battle.
1: I'll flip the script here. Whereas I went the firm with top bill cast, um, I will go the game for leading man because I enjoyed watching Michael Douglas infinitely more than watching Tom Cruise in the firm. I actually thought the, the firm, Tom Cruise in the firm was, I, I feel like it was like a, hey, this guy's hot, let's cast him move versus the best possible person to play that role. Whereas Michael Douglas was the best possible person to play that role in the game. So Michael Douglas in, Love it. in the game.
2: Yeah, I thought Douglas was more believably apprehensive about the whole situation. Oh, yeah. He was like, he kind of, he didn't trust his younger brother, but was trying to not be a total asshole and so he kind of went along with it. Yeah. You know, had reservations, but you know, and we got the, his, the, the bones in his closet, the backstory, that, which kind of gave us some insight into who he is. and so You could kind of see him going through what he was going through. Cruz was just kind of a bitch. Like he was like trying to, like his wife, he should have listened to his wife, which is like a life lesson for all of us. He, she was very apprehensive of the, of the whole Memphis thing with this firm and he was like, babe, come on, it's great money. It's a good situation. These are good people. I know it's kind of square, but whatever. It's like, nah, dude, should've listened to your lady.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Should've
2: listened to the triple
1: horn. I listened
2: to. She was she was blowing the the triple horn,
0: and you weren't listening. Yep, you just cruised (laughs) right on by her. You cruised right on by her like a ship in the piece? night.
1: Three horns. All
0: right. Man, Douglas cruised right by the firm on that one. Um, <laughs> Do you write these no? out? No, I'm coming up with a yeah. better Oh, out. my God. <laughs> Are they good or bad? Yeah,
1: they're, we're going to like lose, yeah, lose half our listeners of this episode. Yeah. It's like pun city. You get delete them all. Cruise firm. You know? okay. Firmly in the uh, lead. I'll, I'll Firmly stop. cruising this by the game. This is barely a game anymore. <laughs> he <laughs> never hacks his man while he's okay. editing his Harris. Blah, blah, blah. You're right. I'll stop. It's awful. Oh will Right no, now. No. Don't, don't stop. Said, yeah. We are who
2: we are. Just as Kesha once said,
1: we are who we are. right. If you that's don't right. like it, listen to another fucking podcast or don't listen to any of them at all. <laughs> or I go don't scroll really give...
2: Reddit with the other cuss-talking
1: Reddit yes. users. Reddit this sucks, is, by the way. But anyway. This um, is my
0: truth. What? This is my truth. The puns. These are my truth. Yeah, speak the your truth, The pun to me man. is the pun in you. Three to two, the game. Best use of the piano. Drew came up with this one right before, so why don't you kick us off? Man, I thought they
2: were both really, really great. Uh, you know, I'm always a sucker for a nice piano score. Uh, I felt like they both fit the tone nicely. There's a there's two sides of the coin for me with the firm score. I really liked the firm score, but it was almost too intense to where I wanted, and I think we talked about this earlier, but there was it didn't there wasn't as much of a thrilling turn or or plot twist that as I was hoping as the piano would suggest. Like it was like really intense and like we kind of it felt like it was hyping it as a thriller and it just it never actually thrilled. But the piano felt like thriller music. So so I'll go game. Phil skis. Where do you want me to go?
1: Um, no, I was actually I was looking something up because I was gonna make a comment. But I was no, looking um, up what a piano is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. I was like, is it the thing with the strings that you play with your? It's a harp uh, in a box with buttons. The harp there you in go. A
0: Get yeah. up in a box ah. no um,
1: i'll I'll go the game also I really liked the game score whereas honestly I really disliked the firm score and I think it's because um it it just had a lot of those weird
2: what was the score of the game
1: uh it was <laughs> ah! what it's like three to two I think right <gasps> Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice.
1: The firm, I feel like for the time, it was probably really great, but it was It was kind of like, I don't know if this is the right reference, but like really like Herbie Hancock, like really exactly like what it was. Fly by the seat of your pants. Was that Herbie you know. Hancock? I don't know, but it's what it sounded like. It sounded well, so it like it wasn't him exactly. Yeah, it had that no, like. <laughs> it was exactly. It it had that vibe, which is great. Like, I mean, he's an amazing pianist and he is just a, a, a living legend, but man, in that movie, it just felt like just very 80s and it had that like clav sound in the background that I hate. And so um, for the time, it was probably great, but the 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 game's score I feel like is a lot more timeless. Mm, and, and it's Howard Shore. And it was, uh, yeah, it was it was just way more appropriate overall. Good so, point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, having Howard Shore does not hurt anybody. Um, I also went, the game. I actually really liked the firm. I'm a sucker for jazz. I'm a sucker for piano jazz. I listened to a lot of it actually.
2: Well you could tell they were going with the Memphis thing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of jazzy bluesy type stuff.
0: The problem was it was like no one was overseeing the use of the score. Because like there were moments where it was really great. Like I think when they're like arguing about going to Memphis and in some of the early stages like it made sense. But then there were moments where they're like you said, they were trying to lead us into to what they would consider be the intense moments of the firm which turned out not to be that intense. And they still got this jazzy piano going on. And then he has an affair. It's like. The, yeah. the, the the music never quite matched the tone of the scenes to yes.
2: me and Fincher being a music video guy that he's that's his bread and butter is pairing music with visual
0: <laughs> and can we talk about that too with the like first of all the game and seven had some very similar imagery and I love and I talk because Drew and I watched this together watching those frames like sometimes like like a frame that blew me away was when he's walking into the hotel room that was devastated they like you know with the coke and everything like they started in the far back corner and it looked like <laughs> like a painting, like the hotel looked like a painting and he just walks into the room. It feels like he's walking into a giant space. Mm-hmm. It's just a hotel room. Fincher has such a beautiful eye yeah. for, for scenes. <laughs> yeah, you lean forward and scream. You're like, that's Fincher right there! That's Fincher! Textbook Fincher! <laughs> you, <laughs> you were so, so pumped. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Fincher. And then the pictures because Seven, there were pictures. Remember? That's how um, one of the victims yes. had pictures. So he yep. uses Polaroids again. And then, you know, Facebook, you know, the social network, there's Polaroids. There's not. I just wanted to say it. So that being said, I went the game. the The score is amazing in the game. It's it's so
1: intense. <laughs> the score, the game. The never. score,
0: the game. The score, the score, the game. Stop Bears. stop Bears. Bears. I loved it though. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it. I thought part of the reason the tension was so high at certain points. You talked about that head rush you're getting, like because you, you never know what's really going on. Because you kind of feel like you're playing a game yourself, watching it. The music was perfect, and I love the use of Jefferson Airplane, and that's great too.
2: And what was that? What's the song at the end?
0: Um, I think it's called Go Ask Alice. Let me double check. No, it is. It was Go Ask Alice, but let me make sure that's go the, A- the same band. I listen to more of that than you guys do, but it's the same band that say, Don't you want somebody to love? <laughs> no. <laughs> this, this has got to be the, the most singing you've done in any yeah. I know. <laughs> it's called White Rabbit. I'm sorry. It's called White, white, white Rabbit. White that's rabbit. what I was thinking Because remember though. the Matrix, follow the White Rabbit
2: tattoo Thank on you. The shoulder. You yeah. have one job in my life, and it's to know the rock song I don't know. I know.
0: The Doors. I go, You guys come <laughs> to me for The Doors, Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> um, it is 4 to 2, The Gay. Best Loser Brother. And this is actually, this was another Drew category. You want to kick us off again? What was the drategory? Best Loser Brother.
2: Best Loser Brother. Loser
1: Brother? Phil! Oh.
2: The The guy in jail or the meth addict who bought his brother a birthday present on the wrong day, who probably should
0: be in jail, but is too rich to be in jail.
1: Yeah, I'm probably going to go with uh, the game again on this one because you've got to be a resourceful and psychotic asshole to figure out that shit and then give it to your brother who has everything. Like, you're really betting on the fact that he is not actually going to go ape shit and murder a bunch of people when you push somebody to that to that limit. Whereas in uh, The Firm, it was like, he goes to visit his brother in prison and it's this like tall model-esque looking guy. It's like, I don't really buy this dude as a some like criminal and his whole thing about the sky, just that was, that reeked mm. of bullshit to me. It's, a little it's like, cheesy. I just want to see the sky. It's like, what are they keeping you in a fucking box? Like, look out the window, you fucking idiot.
0: I mean, that was your experience in prison, right?
1: Yeah, when I was in prison, dude, we got to look at the sky all the time. You know, I'd go out in the yard, I'd sh- a couple motherfuckers. <laughs> How is and parole? look up at the sky? It was great. How is your parole? I, it's going great. I'm not associating with any criminals. I'm meeting up with Have my, pissed hot. Uh, on your no, drug test. You know, I make sure to cleanse with orange juice before I take my drug test so that they don't detect any THC in my blood. And you know? amoxicillin. I check in with my with my PO <laughs> once a month like they want me to. It's going great. Isn't his name Phil too? Yeah, his name's Phil. Phil Jorgensen. Guys,
0: why is it you can't be near cemeteries
1: either? Oh, it's <laughs> because I, you know, I I poured acid on gravestones just <laughs> So to watch anyway, yeah.
0: I go and listen, Penn's performance is out of this world. Ray is kind of a, a mailed in performance I didn't love anything about what that guy did I hate that he becomes the goal it's like why is this guy like I feel like I I know and it's in the book I just like why is this like? why is this his goal now it's like oh you were always there for me like I just don't buy their bond
1: I feel like once again a lot was left unsaid from the book because once again you're dealing with a Grisham novel they're pretty thick books and you're trying to condense that down into what still ended up being a long movie and didn't cover everything and, and left and just kind of implied a lot because it just had to move on because it was a movie. You know, you can't hang on shit forever. So, yeah.
2: To me, they should have cut the whole Arkansas lawyer bit and the whole brother piece and figured out, figured out a way to tell the story without all of those plot lines. Yeah, because mm-hmm. his brother
1: ended up just being a pawn in the game. It was like... No, well, the firm. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, uh, <laughs> no, no, the firm. Oh, yeah, you're right. But in the game, in the firm, fuck. You know, Um. anyway. No, you're right. <clears throat> Pencil me in for pen on that pen-
0: one. Pencil you in for pen. What did you yeah. like about it?
2: Uh, I, lo- I mean, we've been over this, but I think it just the amount of gravitas he brought to those three scenes were just so great. I loved how much fun he was, how he just like held his ground there with Douglas in that first scene. I love how he was convincing in the second scene in the car where he was like, he had the viewer like convinced that, oh shit, this is all a big scam, you know, and, and now he actually believes his brother's in on it. Um Yeah, I just, I, I thought he was great.
0: It's five to two. There's no chance here. So I'm going to take the liberty. Usually we try to do nine, but since there's no chance, I just want to go with our final category here. Best career day at school. So let me set this up for you. You're a you're a kid. You're a little kid and you have career day at school. You got Nicholas Van Orton coming to talk to the kids about what he does or Mitch coming to talk about his mob. And they're telling everything. They're telling the whole thing. I, I work for a mob run law firm or you got Van Orton coming with his banking stuff out of school in front of grade school children. Who does the best career day? Ooh,
1: I feel like this okay. is a... A layup for Mitch. You think so? Yeah, Probably better with kids. He's he's just... Tom Cruise always like... He, he His characters have a dynamic where where there's kind of a salesy vibe to him and Tom Cruise is fantastic at portraying that. Yes. And, and his character... I mean, honestly, his character is a more interesting job at the end of the day. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you're really spilling the beans and talking about how you're like, you know, representation for the mob and all that stuff, that's infinitely more interesting than I am a... I'm an a, a investment banker. Like, investment banker... Is, is, I mean, necessary and good and we all have them and great, but like, that is a boring ass career day, whereas you go in and you're like, hey kids, have you ever seen a grown man chop off another man's head? Mm. But that's what my clients do. <laughs> then the kids are like, fuck
0: yeah, let me see that shit. You I know? don't want to be an ordinary lawyer, I want to be a yeah. mob lawyer. I want to be
1: owned by this company and yeah. live in their housing with their bugs and shit, so they listen in on me. Yeah, that's so much more interesting.
2: It's true. If I'm at dinner with a banker and a lawyer, I'm probably talking mostly to the lawyer, because I just feel like I'd be more curious about their stories like wait so who's the worst guy you've ever represented or like Mm. what's the craziest story you've ever heard from one of your clients you know a banker it's like great so you move my banker but this is michael (laughs) douglas this is
0: Michael Douglas as a banker,
2: but with kids. I, feel like I mean, who's give... going to be better with kids? Tom Cruise, charming,
0: wow. big smile,
2: sweet guy, mm. or kind of
0: like Tom Cruise will bring severed horse heads for all the
1: children to play with.
0: It kind of feels like to <clears throat> me like Michael Douglas would scare the children a little bit, but he'd also go a little glen. Gary Glenn Ross, you know, like what kind of car did you drive here in? <laughs> you know, because kind of, mm. he's old and grizzled. I do agree, and I go with the firm here because I think he'd be better with kids. But the whole preface for me for making this category was thinking about premise what I say? Preface. I'm being a grammar dick The whole premise. I, but the whole reason I made this category is because I love this idea of Michael Douglas' character talking in front of kids and being a dick about being a banker and just being really short. I love, I don't know. It was kind of a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross moment for me. But Was he in that? No, but his character reminds me of some of that tone that was in that movie. For some reason, I got major Glenn Gary vibes. He's just vibes. up there like, always yeah. be selling. Yeah. <laughs> you drove a Hyundai here. <laughs> I want to see him say that yeah. to a seven-year-old. They're not selling, closing. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, fucked that. Up. Future baby. You been saying we're worse tonight. I'm always worried about be you. Oh, closing. ABC. I'm, I'm joining you in. It is it was 5 to 3. <laughs> This was
2: what what does the ABC say about that? Always
0: be closing. Have you made a decision for Christ? I love that scene. (laughs) Admit, believe, confess.
1: I want to say one more thing. Um, uh, Michael Douglas's BMW in this movie was is, in my opinion, one of the best looking BMWs ever made. Like, I agree. I I think BMW has kind of lost their way with the epic pig nostrils that they now put on the fronts of their vehicles. But man, that I'm assuming it was a seven series he was driving. That is a Man, that's when BMW was in their heyday. Man, there's nothing like a late '90s BMW. I don't even know anything about cars, and I liked it so beautiful car, it's so elegant, man. Such a blast those things. So anyway,
0: yeah, it was five to three. The game won here. We took out a category because it was already over, so we went with the better category here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I love this is the third time we've gotten Fincher on the podcast here, yep. and uh, it's like he's a good director or something.
1: Yeah, he's he's probably really grateful to us for, for third
0: time we've gotten Cruz
1: on too. Helping his career. Oh, it is. Out. It was yep. the
0: firm. What was he? Other second can- Gary
1: Busey appearance second
0: Gary Busey
1: yep get yeah. on the
0: Gary yeah. Buse we what? need just to have an all Busey episode three hours no breaks Gary Busey three hours just Gary Busey, Busey Random. rookie of
1: the year you know yeah because I ain't the rocket no more
0: he did get nominated for an Oscar in Buddy Holly do you know that no. I think he might have won that actually that was before his accident though before he went to the other side anyway thank you for hanging out with us I've been Kyle I have been and still am Drew
1: I never was Phil
0: love you bye Thank you for supporting Movie Wars. We have one more small ask. For just seven dollars a month—that's right, the price of one measly latte a month—you can support us on Patreon. This will get you access to special content, one-off episodes, and even live Q and A's with the hosts, myself included. Also, more money helps us make more content, more episodes, drop stuff more frequently, and just get better all around. Not to mention, it'll feed our children, and isn't that what it's all about—the children? I'm gonna drop the link in the episode description. If you're on Apple, on Spotify, you can go to that episode description and find that link to our Patreon. Also, if you are on social media, we are active on all. Platforms, but we are especially active on TikTok. Find us at Movie Wars Podcast on TikTok. Thanks again for your support. We love you. Bye.
1: The Deborah. Was she the, <laughs> it does sound like her? an award.
2: <gasps> now presenting the Deborah Kara Unger Lifetime <laughs> <The> Scholarship <laughs> for excellence. She solved
1: for- world hunger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nobody carrot like Deborah <laughs> carrot
0: yeah, Ungard Ungard, anyway. Kyle, barely cast her. Um,